0: You're fat you're so You drink anyone Maybe you should a little bit of cleanage. Maybe you're acting too smart. You're a boss a I just bitch. don't understand why you don't She's have a money. I, so I would marry you're you. Funny. You're a tequila you're lover. A you're a party. party. You're, any. You're, you're the Chargers' number one fan. I You're a You're a You're a You're a You're a catch. A catch. Surely you Hey
1: everyone, welcome back to your such a catch. I'm Erin. How is everyone doing? Oh my goodness. These are some crazy times we're living in, right? Uh, I knew shit was getting really yesterday when I went to go buy tampons. Yes, tampons. <laughs> and Target was sold out. Is this a thing we're hoarding tampons now (laughs) all jokes aside i really hope everyone is doing okay and doing what's necessary to uh stay healthy i will speak for myself in saying between the weather and the current state of affairs it's been a bit of a struggle for me to stay motivated i don't know if anybody else kind of shares that same sentiment but Yesterday when the sun was out, I knew I had to take full advantage, so I did head down to the beach just to walk on the strand and breathe some fresh air. I just think it's important to kind of keep a pulse on our mental health right now, so do that. Listen to your body. (laughs) And while something so trivial like dating seems like it's fallen so far down the priority list. Since we do have a little excess time on our hands, we might as well take advantage of it. You know, that can look differently depending on the person, but if you're single, maybe now's a good time to refresh your online profile, Maybe it's a good time to attempt to connect with others and start a new dialogue. Maybe you're fresh out of a breakup and you just need this time to yourself for a little self-care. Maybe you read a book or take a bath, or I don't know, I just bought a puzzle, Don't, don't judge. Or maybe you're in a newly formed relationship and being quarantined together is just what the doctor ordered. I don't wanna jinx it, but I've been finding some success with dating. And this whole being on a travel ban has actually been a real game changer. I've been on several dates since the travel ban occurred. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's just me being present and home and not really having a lot of plans because, you know, you're not filling your schedule with a bunch of things since we're supposed to be on this social distancing thing. But one guy in particular, we just wrapped up date number three. Yeah, I'm shocked too, <laughs> but I want to share with you date number two because it's as close to a Hallmark special or modern day rom-com as it's going to get. So, uh, I drove out his way. Mind you, he lives about 30 miles from me. I know I broke my own rule on distance. You guys, Maybe it is the apocalypse. I don't know. Things are getting crazy around here. But um we went out to dinner and we went to grab a couple drinks and his romantic gesture is the side of the normal opening the door for me, you know, pulling out my chair, that type of thing. He shared his coveted Purell with me. (laughs) So that's right. A real man carries his own hand sanitizer and he's willing to share. (laughs) He he didn't even ration it. He gave me a full quarter size. So yeah, during dinner, I had mentioned to him also that my mom's crew, yes, I am in an elite mom's club. I know I'm not a mom, but those are my girls and they were supposed to come visit me in a couple of weeks and I legit was worried about running out of teepee because everybody's hoarding it and, you know, I live by myself and it's not common for me to stock up on things i mean why so with nine women going to be in one house i was a little bit in a panic and my date had said that he had been to target earlier in the day and they were completely out but he was like, why don't we just run by like the grocery store that's right here near the restaurant that we had gone to. So there we were, those people holding hands as we passed uh, down each aisle, which was completely picked over. All the canned food goods gone, which I'm sure you guys are seeing too in your local grocery stores. But then we got to the paper goods aisle and lo and behold, there were just a couple packages left. So we each took one. Yes, we each had a his and her. TP pack and we made our way to the self-checkout line. So anyway, I thought that was cute, but who knows where things will go from here. I just have to say it has been really nice and refreshing to connect with somebody, to have some social human interaction, even though I know we're supposed to be social distancing and to put some of the advice that Dr. Morgan shares with me today into use. Today I am so happy to be chatting with Dr. Morgan Anderson. She is a clinical psychologist and relationship coach. She is very close by in San Diego, California. Am I right on that? Yes. <laughs> yes. So, Dr. Morgan, tell us about yourself and in your practice
0: and kind of how you got started. Yeah. So I am so happy to be here, Erin. Thank you so much. I got started in clinical psych from an early age. I feel like I always knew that I wanted to be a psychologist. I have always been fascinated by people's stories and helping them better understand themselves and helping them grow. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I went to grad school, went straight through, got my doctorate from Pacific University in 2017. And then I've worked as a clinical psychologist in private practice. So always specializing in couples and relationships and the clients that I really enjoyed the most were dealing with something in the romantic area of their life. So I've always loved that work. And then one of the things I was finding is I felt like within therapy, you would get great insight, you would have awareness, but there wasn't the space for the how-to. Like, what what do Mm. I do with this awareness and insight? Okay, I, I understand my family patterns, but what do I do with it? So then Dr. Morgan Coaching, the coaching business was born and it's been over a year and I absolutely love it. It's been so fun. I love helping women break the toxic dating cycle and attract amazing mm-hmm. relationships and girl we need your help yes
1: <laughs> and, and i win. we definitely need the help and the insight yes. and i and i love that and i can feel and hear your passion. And so for my listeners, Dr. Morgan also has her own podcast. And I've been listening to some of your more recent episodes. Like one, I love the episode you did with your aunt. I also love that this line of work is in your family, which makes me think wow, like to be a fly on the wall at Thanksgiving dinner, you know, (laughs) like like how you guys engage and interact and and that type of thing. But I love the fact that your podcast is centered around being vulnerable. And I think a lot of these, you know, topics that kind of come into play with dating and relationships do require a certain amount of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Because without that, you're not dealing with, you know, what's kind of happening on the inside mm-hmm. and whether you like it or not, it's going to project outwardly. You know, you just yes. may not recognize it. So I know you have your own method that you've kind of developed. Can you share that and how you came up with it and what it kind of entails?
0: Yes. So, when I was dating in my 20s, I'm now in my 30s, but when I was in my 20s, dating felt like a roller coaster to me. Mm -hmm. Like it would be the super high and the low lows. And it was honestly a shit show. I'm not going to lie. I was a mess. And I know for myself, and I know this from talking with my clients, how I wanted to feel was empowered, secure, and loved in my relationships. Mm -hmm. So that was the birth of the ESL method is really that awareness of Uh how do we all want to feel in relationships? Right. You know, We want to feel empowered. We want to feel like we have the tools. We have the knowledge. We want to feel secure. Like we trust our partner. That secure attachment is there. And we, we ultimately all want to feel loved, right? We want to feel appreciated. So, Right. Yeah. So the work I do in that eight-week program takes you from whatever craziness, toxic patterns you have to empowered, secure, and loved.
1: So do you feel like um your approach kind of was birthed also because of this new dynamic and this new culture and this new kind of way of meeting people? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And and what, what's your like what's your experience or your take? Are you yeah. more of a are you an advocate for apps? Are you this is like so, Well,
0: Erin, I love this because you know what I just realized? Like I was around <laughs> for the birth of Tinder. I <laughs> I remember back in the day y'all when, when Tinder was this new thing and people were talking about it like, well, I don't know about Tinder like, you know. Right. Yeah. So, I I remember kind of getting comfortable with it and having a love-hate relationship with the apps. Like, you know, I think currently there's yes. this idea, well, that's what everyone's doing. That's what you have to do. You have to put mm-hmm. yourself out there. I want to say this, there are ways to use the apps to work for you, and there are ways to use the mm-hmm. apps to sabotage yourself. So, oh
1: my gosh. Okay, it's we need tool, to hear this.
0: And it is <laughs> all how you use it.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's your biggest takeaway to make sure you're not sabotaging yes. yourself? so
0: there there's a, there's a few things. I think number one, you have to be willing to be vulnerable in your profile in terms of who you are mm-hmm. and also what you're looking for, you know uh, mm-hmm. So we're talking profile yeah, bio here. That- Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also, pictures that show your face, make sure that we can see your eyes. So, some of the men I work with, mm-hmm. like all their pictures, they have sunglasses on. And if we look at yes. below that, mm-hmm. it's that's actually hiding who they are. Like it's fear of being vulnerable. So make sure your photos oh. are actually of you. We can see your uh-huh. face, see your eyes. Right. <laughs> right. And do
1: you think you should have mostly posed photos? Should they – be action shots of you doing things that you enjoy? Like, should there be um, a mixture of of that?
0: Definitely. Yeah. Things Mm -hmm. you enjoy, just some natural you hanging out, you know? Yeah. Okay, Okay. So moving on from the photos, let's see. The second point I would make is be vulnerable in your bio just about who you are, what you like to do and what you're looking for. And one of the things that happens is you don't want to say, looking for my soulmate and you know, my my husband looking <laughs> for my no.
1: My Wait, baby daddy. Like- yeah.
0: <laughs> no, that's the yeah. first way to scare somebody a off. A good right? way to say this is I am open to a serious relationship. Because you take away okay. the expectation okay. and you say, "I am open to that," you know.
1: Mm-hmm. And do you think that when a man is reading the profile or vice versa, that when they read that, if the intention would be that if they're not aligned with that, that they yes. would bypass you? Because I, I mean, the only reason I'm playing devil's advocate here is because a lot of times I'm Bumble. Guys will say they're open to a relationship yeah. or looking for a relationship or that they want to have kids down the line, but then when you actually engage in the conversation, it's like they're looking for something casual. And yeah. You're like, Well, that, you know, uh little qualifier doesn't yeah, work.
0: Yeah. And let's move <laughs> on to that. So the biggest mistake that I see people make on the apps is they're spending too much time just having the conversation back Ooh. and forth. And it comes totally to that agree. point of, do you want a pen uh-huh. pal or do you want a relationship? Right. So, yeah. so you have that connection. You feel like there's a spark. You want to graduate. Maybe you go Instagram and then text messages, whatever it looks Ooh, like. Okay. But so yeah. you're feeling that way. What I would invite you to do is instead of investing more and having that text back and forth, go get coffee, do something low investment. Or another option would be have a phone call. I personally like that Mm -hmm. method, but I know people in the modern world hate phone calls, but I would prefer, hey, let's talk on the phone. If the phone call goes well, then let's go get coffee. So you see how it's like, Mm -hmm. it's moving. Okay, so let's take this a step further
1: because this is something I've been dying to ask you about. So let's say we do okay. this method. We we have the phone call and we get some sort of red flag. Mm-hmm. And then we think to ourselves, okay, you know what, I can already tell there's something off here that's not really aligned with the yeah. direction I'd like to be going. How do you suggest you get yourself out of the situation in a polite manner? Because honestly, like one of the most disappointing things I think with apps is, you know, you match with somebody and you start conversating and before it gets to the in-person, they've ghosted you, unmatched you, right. whatever the case may be. But now if you're making this plan for a date and, and I'm on a phone call and I'm like, oop, red flag flag like or you know we're not aligned someone like myself who is a people pleaser and I'm guessing there's a lot of other women and men out there (laughs) similar to me how do we handle that
0: situation so you're you're absolutely right if you are a people pleaser that is a tough conversation so one of the first things is don't judge yourself for that. Have some self-compassion. You know, you you want to be kind to yourself mm-hmm. as you're trying to navigate the conversation. <laughs> you're going to do the best that you can. It's okay. You're going to get through it. And then in order to communicate, you have to be open, honest, direct, and kind. Ugh, open, outward, honest, direct, right? open, Ooh. honest, direct, and kind you know and it can look like you know hey it's been really great to get to talk with you and i think after this conversation i can tell that we're not aligned or i'm looking for something different or mm. i wish you the best you know but but it is being able to say this is not going to be a good fit. And that's okay. Right.
1: It is okay. Yeah. But sometimes like a foreign thing, you know, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, but I hate to hurt anybody's yeah. feelings. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sure. and it isn't personal. And I think I've learned that a, a lot through One, having this podcast and having these conversations and learning from other people. But, you know, that human element, because you know what it feels like when somebody says it to you, it makes it tough. But I also think that when you're able to do that and you're able to have that type of communication, Mm -hmm. you're almost like, validating like, oh, I'm growing as a person and I'm honoring, you know, what I truly want. And then it yeah. kind of paves way for a new door to open for
0: the right person. Exactly. You don't want to block the doorway. So many yes. people are blocking the doorway with people who oh they're okay, but it's like not really what they want.
1: Right. And that's a nicer way of putting it, I think, than settling. Yeah. You know, so so let's talk about that a little bit. Let's say you do meet somebody, you align initially, you start, you know, kind of dating a little bit more exclusively, and then you kind of recognize that some things that you had hoped or some things that you thought you were aligned on actually end up being a little bit different. How do you suggest you work through that as a couple? And then when do you kind of make that decision okay, you know, before I get too far invested, we should reassess. <laughs> yeah.
0: is, the, is the desired outcome that you would leave the relationship or are you trying to stay or you're saying it could go either way?
1: I'm saying it could go either way, but you're doing kind of your due diligence to make sure you don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure you, obviously, you're talking to a lot of people about relationships and dating and even marriage, right? And and I can speak to this in, you know, I'm divorced. So there were some things that I was like, oh, we weren't aligned, but I wasn't strong enough or I didn't believe at that point in time in my life that... I should speak up and advocate
0: a little bit yeah. more
1: for those things, you know?
0: So there's so much I can say about this, but I'm going to try to break it down. Oh, yes. Break it down, girl. <laughs> so sometimes people confuse compatibility with similarities. So they think that there's Ooh. differences and maybe it's like I like to go to the gym and you don't or, you know, you're, you're a baseball fan. I'm not, etc. So my one thing is just don't confuse those two. Compatibility is your, your values, mm-hmm. you know, your idea for the relationship and what it would look like for the both of you, the commitment to growth. But if you are finding that you really are struggling in the area of compatibility and you have some questions about it, most people are terrified of that conversation and they never have it and they slowly drift apart and then they break up we have to decide to be intentional. Uh And I love this SoCal Uh word I've heard, conscious coupling, right? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like being willing to have the conversation of, you know, Mm. this value is important to me. What I need is, and then checking in with your partner about that, maybe they had no idea. Yeah, and so let's say you do have that
1: conversation And your partner hears your your values or what you're trying to communicate but isn't willing to adapt or compromise Mm, or change. At that point in time, you need to make a decision. Do I continue on? I mean, I think the old adage is that we've all tried to change somebody yes. especially like in my youth I mean I feel like I was all about it I was all about finding the like wounded animal and like oh, nursing okay. him back to oh, health I right so
0: much free therapy for my ex-boyfriends wow <laughs> <laughs> they should thank you now I'm <laughs> not paid for that <laughs> <laughs> um, you
1: can send him an invoice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yes, we can't change people, you know. There maybe are times where you go, this is not working. I I will be sacrificing parts of me in order to stay in this relationship mm-hmm. or my needs won't be met to the point where it will be painful, so I I cannot stay in this relationship. Mm-hmm. I will say this because this is really important. Esther Perel talks about this. She you know, she's an amazing couples therapist. Our partner cannot meet all of our needs. Ooh, maybe you should say that again. <laughs> our partner cannot meet all of our needs. So so many of us get into romantic relationships and we project all those needs onto the partner. But that is impossible. That is too much pressure for one person. That kills desire. It kills intimacy. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you have other people in your life. You have other things in your life that are also meeting your needs. Mm -hmm. But getting clear on the ones that are important to come from a partner, right? Yeah.
1: Oh, I love that. That's great advice. Yeah, that, that's super. Okay, so I like the direction that we're going here because we're working through a whole bunch of yes. scenarios and this is so good. This go is ahead. this is amazing. I love these scenarios and the feedback because this is something I can listen back to depending on where I am. You know yes. what I mean? It's, it's very valuable. So let's continue on with this scenario. So let's say you do make the decision and you are going to decide to go your separate ways. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you suggest somebody, you know, they've just been vulnerable Vulnerable. they've just put forth and utilized all these steps and great yeah. advice and honored their heart's desires. And and now they have to kind of go through the process of, you know, whatever you want to call it, grieving the relationship, mourning the relationship, and then being able to get back to a state to be vulnerable again and put themselves back out there. Mm-hmm. So what does that part of the journey look like? Do you mm. self-assess? Do you um, self-reflect and, and kind of yeah. go, okay, like, what, what are your suggestions there? Breakups I, are- love, I
0: love <laughs> this question. So younger Morgan would say, you hop right back on the dating apps and you go on a date the next day. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> because I was trying to numb the pain of dealing mm-hmm. with grief. Mm-hmm. So a tendency, particularly if you have an anxious attachment style, a tendency can be to just get right back out there and jump into another relationship. But what you really need is when a relationship is ending, you need to put the energy that you were putting into the relationship back into yourself Ooh, Okay, uh-huh. you to take some time and reflect, get support, mm-hmm. connect with mm-hmm. other meaningful relationships in your life. Maybe it's your family, your friends, you know, but it's likely that there was pain that there mm-hmm. was this doubting of yourself or your, your self-worth may- maybe even was hurt depending on how the relationship ended. So there's work that you have to do to get yourself back to a place where then you would be able to date again. Yeah, There's no right way to grieve a breakup. Mm-hmm. Each breakup will look differently because there's just so many variables to each relationship right yeah but they do have some common things though right you need time you need energy back into you you need the self-care you need to connect with your support system and Mm -hmm. whatever you do try not to numb you know whether it's or it's a new relationship try to stop yourself from numbing allow yourself to feel allow yourself to grieve you should be sad you know, yeah. Allow yourself to be sad. One important shift. I hope anyone who has gone through a breakup, is going through one or will go through one. I want you to think about shift from what did I do wrong to what did I learn? Ooh. Uh-huh. So many just get stuck in that self-critical place and like, well, I'm a failure. Failed it. another yeah. relationship. But it's so important to say, no, I was doing the best that I could. I showed up with the tools that I had. And what did I learn from this relationship? Yes. How did I grow? Yes, that's great.
1: Okay, so now switching it a little bit back. Let's say you, you've you done that. You've, you've learned your lesson. You can clearly see that. And you're ready to kind of get back on the horse and get back out there. How do you have that confidence or overcome that, especially because you know you're going to be getting back into this dating culture, yeah. online dating culture where people are ghosting and not responding and you've got to get back to that sense of mm-hmm. vulnerability. Is, is there any like good tips or best practices that you could provide for that?
0: Yes, yes. So, so many of us in our dating lives, you know, we're looking in the rearview mirror at all the things that didn't Mm -hmm. go well and we're trying to move forward and you don't drive very well when your eyes are glued on the rearview mirror, right? (laughs) True. Fender bender. Right? So, (laughs) so you need to be able to, I, I would say, make sure you're doing that internal work to unpack what happened in the past relationships. So, so you've processed that. Hopefully you have some insight on your template in relationships. Mm. What what has been the common themes, you know? Ooh, uh, I like that. Your template on relationships.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Your
0: your So you're talking
1: about really identifying patterns yeah. uh and are you talking patterns of like
0: the type of men or, you know, if it's a a man, the type of woman he's attracting. Definitely your, your attachment style essentially is, is determining, you know, a lot of people will tell me, I feel like I'm dating the same person over and over with a different haircut. And there's a reason for that. It's because your attachment style, you're attracting the same type of person. Mm -hmm. So getting really, so my first tip is getting really clear on the internal work. Do you know Mm -hmm. your patterns? Do you know your beliefs? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then when we think about restructuring that, one of the biggest things you can do is be really investing in yourself. Are you really valuing yourself? Are you are you doing the things that make you happy, the things that give you energy? You know, because mm-hmm. that That will also change who you're attracting. Right. Yeah. I actually just did a podcast episode on the pre date, what you should do before you go. Yes. I'm going to have to listen to that. Yeah. But one of the biggest things is I want to say your past experiences in dating don't determine your future experiences. Let it go. Know that you can have a new experience.
1: I'm going through that right now. So the date that I went on this week with the man that I didn't have the pre-phone call with, yeah, it ended very, very bad. And it's funny because you mentioned, you know, what younger Morgan would have done. I think what younger Aaron would have done is really dwelled on it and and wanted to kind of like rehash the situation that led to it being not so great with anybody and everybody. So essentially like breathing more life into it right. when it was like a blip on the radar and there was no vested interest from either side. It was it was almost like a blessing, right? It was like, mm-hmm. okay, like we had this great date and then we had this one part of our conversation that went terribly wrong and we could not communicate through it. Yeah. And so I think You know, more mature (laughs) Aaron realized after that's great because he has, you know, his needs and his style and how he likes to communicate. And I have mine. And I'm not willing to compromise that or be treated in that way. And I'd rather know that on day one than day four, day 10, six months down the road, or a year later. And I think I had to, to take my own advice. And, and just like I t- talked to my guy friend the other day and in and, and telling him like, you can't let one person define your experience. Yeah. And so I did the same thing. Yeah. And i um, super proud of myself. So the next morning, he continued to text me. And I just very politely said, you know, I really appreciate your time. I enjoyed our conversation yes. and drinks up until that point. I don't think we're aligned, but I wish you all the best. Bravo. And I was like, close that chapter and let's go, oh, you I know, be open yes. to the next one. Yeah, yes. it does. It, it, it is. It's like pat myself on yes. the back. <laughs> good work. Good work. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I could see if you aren't in that spot because, you know, there was plenty of times in my life where I wasn't there right. yet, where I could get stuck in that muck of, you know, woe is me and nobody out there is great. Yes. And, you know, and why? So yes. yeah, the, sorry, long tangent. No, for, but it's I, so
0: good. It's so good that you're at that place. I think the other piece that it speaks to, and I'll and see if you agree with this, is that you have no expectations. That's mm, my other yeah. advice, right? When, when you're dating.
1: Yeah. You, you yeah. don't go
0: into it going, okay, this is going to be the one.
1: Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Because I I did that plenty before. And yeah, that is the first way to really get let down and yes. to also build this narrative in your head that is so far from reality. Right. You know what I mean? Or yeah. you build somebody up and then you're, you know, really disappointed when, you know, they don't align to kind of the pedestal that you put yes. them on. Yes. And
0: then a lot of times if we put them there, we'll just disregard – the evidence right it's like yes you know, this is the one for me mm-hmm. i don't care that he's living in his parents basement and he's a <laughs> uh, and maybe has a drug addiction that's fine yeah he's the one right. you know he's the one yeah so he's hot those those expectations those expectations sabotage us so you want to think of yourself as a scientist you are gathering information you are curious hopefully you are having fun. Yes. You're, you're uh-huh. showing up with no expectations. Okay.
1: So you're a scientist. I like that. You're coming up with, you know, your hypothesis. Yeah. So past Erin or, or, you know, the younger version of myself might then need validation from family or friends on who I'm dating or that might've had more influence than it should have. Especially I think in the part of my life where I came out of divorce and I was feeling as mm. if I had failed. Mm. And then I was like, ooh, I'm not capable of making a good decision on my own. Mm. So walk me through your thoughts on outside influence, on your friend's opinion of a relationship or a person that you're dating, or even your your parents' opinion.
0: This is so key. <laughs> I love this, and I younger Morgan was the same way. As soon as I even had a date with someone, I was sending the photo to everyone, and I was saying, "Look at this person. I want your opinion. Like, what what should I wear?" No, no, no. Okay, you know, no. Yeah. So my thought is yes. So you are a scientist. You need to gather evidence. You need to gather information and you are the lead scientist in this you know i will say this if you would like to have outside help i would say go to someone who is unbiased and not really in your life so a therapist a coach Mm -hmm. have that person available so that you can do that external processing i would say just be careful and oh and here's the thing if you do go to your friends or you do go to family just remember, it's data and not all data is data that you need. So maybe Ooh, yeah. you, you mm-hmm. hear it
1: out. And data can be misinterpreted.
0: it <laughs> right? So, so maybe you hear it out, but maybe you don't take it in, right? Ultimately, mm-hmm. you're, you're the lead scientist here
1: you are a wealth of knowledge girl. <laughs> I,
0: know. I love
1: this stuff. So Okay. Fun. So if people want to contact you, if they want your help coaching, if they want to be part of your program, how do they do that?
0: Yeah. So the best place to connect with me is on Instagram at Dr. Morgan okay. coaching. That is my favorite platform. Is that your favorite platform too?
1: Yes, I like Instagram. <laughs> okay. It's a great I offer. love it. <laughs> and and, and, it, and it's, it connects everybody. Yeah. So, yeah. and if my listeners also want to tune in for some additional advice and, yeah. and hear your podcast, how do they find you? Yeah.
0: So, the podcast is Let's Get Vulnerable. And I have a lot of fun on there. You know, I'll do solo episodes that I try to keep really short, I'll keep them like around 15, 20 minutes. And then I do interviews and I'm also gonna start doing live coaching where you can hear someone go through a coaching session.
1: I love that. I'm I'm definitely adding that to my calendar. Yeah. You send me the dates. I will be joining, yeah. I will be participating. However that works, I'm I'm yes. gonna be a part of that. You so. are so
0: sweet, Erin. Yeah. yeah. But no, I love to hear from people. It totally makes my day when you send me a direct message on Instagram and tell me what you appreciated about the podcast. Obviously, just tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching if you share it to your story. I love hearing from people and I I love hearing that they took something that I taught them and it helped their dating life. You know, that's why I do this. I don't want you to go through the roller coaster toxic cycle that Mm -hmm. I did. If I can shave some years off of your struggle... That makes me so happy. Oh, yeah.
1: that's so sweet. That's amazing. Well, mm-hmm. I love that. Well, thank you so much for your time and for joining us. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to learn more from you. I don't, I feel like this is not the end. I know. Of this. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, shoot, I'm going to have to come up with a whole, like, I have a whole bunch of questions now. And I, there will be. An I love that. Too. <laughs> let's do it. I'm ready. Thank you so much for having awesome. me here. This was a blast. And it's, and it's time. You might, you might have to wait a long time. Thanks for tuning in to your Such a Catch. No matter where you are in the cycle of dating, I think Dr. Morgan's advice is valid and helpful. I know for me, I've spent so long being single and looking for someone to connect with that now that I've had some good exchanges, I'm thinking to myself, don't screw this up (laughs) Erin. When I should just be focusing on being me. But with a scientist twist, as she mentioned, you know, I need to be out there gathering data so I can make an informed decision and to decide, you know, whether or not I should keep going. But I also need to remember to have fun in the process, and that's what I'm doing. Did you have an aha moment during the episode? If so, please share. Feel free to email me at erin at you're such a or DM me at you're such a Catch on all social media platforms. Until next week, stay safe. Stay healthy, we're in this together.